0: Thank you for listening to Truth in Life, a concise Christian belief series. This class was taught on a Sunday morning at Christ the Word Church because we believe that God's Word is truth and that His truth should shape our lives. For more information on our church, visit ChristTheWord.com. All right. Week one, we talked about what? Specific side of Eternity. Heaven, week two. Hell, week three. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence history, uh, eschatology, end times. You know, we briefly touched on it. So, uh, all right. And then last week we talked about what uh, Christian, ethics. Christian ethics and how is Christian ethics defined? was it? How a, lives. how a Christian lives, based upon what he believes, right? Good. All right, so stifle the tears, but you only have two more weeks with me. Yeah, 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 stifle them. <laughs> uh, so these last two sessions are kind of, well, yeah, they're, they're extensions of how we live. So today is on hospitality, uh, and then Uh, The next week will be on evangelism, so uh, you can prepare your thoughts that way. All right, so again, remember the framework, my desire of this class, the six classes, is that you take something with you longer than a week. All right, that's my sole aim. Dominic, thank you for the encouragement uh, yesterday of something that is staying with you. That's what I want, is something that continues to occupy your minds after you get out of class. So memorizing things don't care as much. Uh, Understanding theological terms don't care as much. What I care about is you all taking something and it occupies your life afterwards. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. So that's just a reminder. And so um, so somebody tell me what has been your thought, something that has dominated your thought this last week just to get us started. Hopefully it's within what we've talked about. Gabe, you're looking at me with eye contact saying, pick me, pick me, but I won't raise my hand. <laughs> that's not what he said <laughs> you're welcome to go first yeah. mm-hmm. good remember i've shared with you my life seems to be uh right now bookends of of 20 years 20 years of growing in the church evangelical church and then 20 years of realizing how much of what i was taught other than the fundamental gospel a lot of it was was off uh most of most of it being christian ethics style uh within that category so You hear the fear of God, and if you go the first twenty years of my life, I said you should fear God. What's the first thing somebody will raise their hand and interject when I say fear God? What will they say? Yeah. But more, more than one word. They're they're wanting to stop something. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So I was thinking, I was laughing last night, 1:45 in the morning. <laughs> um, I was thinking about these things: how we, how we twist what God says, and you know, the first 20 years, we hear about. Um, so we had a wedding yesterday, and the uh, part of the the um, classic. Uh, scripture is about the, uh, the first miracle, you know, at the wedding where God, Christ turned the water into wine, right? <laughs> and the first thing somebody will say is, wait, 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 just be clear, just be clear. It was non-alcoholic, it was grape juice, okay, so, <laughs> like, okay, no. <laughs> you know, same thing, like, those are the two things growing up, like, uh, well, there's a third one. Uh, no movies, <laughs> or playing cards, um, but yeah, it'd be fear of God, so very quick to defend, it's, it's, it's not fear, and that's, that's, that's baloney, no, it isn't just fear, but it does certainly start with it, okay, good, anybody else? Mr. Gary? Yes. Something that's on my mind, and I think about the fact that my wife, my children, and I are going to spend forever somewhere, and all that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. Really now. Yeah. It's you to know that we will all be with Him yep. forever. Amen. So, Thank you. Um, you know, the Lord teaches to number our days. You know, that's not a, a Christian uh, <laughs> moray. It's not a Christian famous statement. It's, it's the direct words of God. And uh, I do wish some of you, very specifically in this class I'm thinking of, I wish you had more awareness of that day uh, some I'm encouraged and I want I want us to see the joy as well so remember this is Christian education this is a lifelong process so um, okay I have another point but I'm gonna save it it's probably gonna be my best one I'm gonna save it till later <laughs> You all on your toes okay all right, so hospitality. What's, what do you think about when you hear hospitality? Annette? People in house. Welcoming people in your house. Okay, good. Yes. Serving others. Serving others, good. I'm on track then, so far. Welcoming strangers. Welcoming strangers. Eee, getting a little more scary there. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. Yeah, I am on the right track. Very good, I like that. I'd like to know more what you're thinking. I think we're probably on the same track. Others, hospitality, what's it mean to you? Open. Open, man, I'm brilliant. So far, I'm brilliant. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's awkward, right? (laughs) Anybody else? Going beyond our comfort. Zone, yeah, okay. Young men, what's it mean to you? Hospitality, hospital, hospitality. I'm prompting you, generous, generous. Okay, definitely. Yep, that's point number nine. Not just like talking with our five groups. Definitely out of comfort zone, definitely openness. So you're bridging a lot of these thoughts. And then what's the the main part of hospitality, the word that I stuttered over trying to prompt these young men? It rhymes with hospital. Hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) very helpful. All right, so now we're nice and warm. All right, so here's the outline. Um, it's a command for all of us in different ways, but it is a command for all of us, bringing others into your life. Somebody actually quoted that verbatim, Nathan. Loving when it's difficult. Oh, that's out our, outside our zone. That might address our pride, right? And then the gospel comes with the house key. This is a fairly well-known work by Dr. Butterfield. Um, A lot of it I agree with. We're going to go through. uh, You don't have to agree with all of it, but the general thrust is really good. And that's why it's often cited. So you may be familiar with it. That's how we will end. All right. I'm not running away. Well, I am for a minute. All right, <clears throat> want to read, read some pieces for you, all right? So apparently you have to have the name John to be an authority on hospitality. Uh, this, was, <laughs> this was not <laughs> designed my way. This is uh, another uh, scholar working on this. Okay, if I read to you, it's pretty quick. Uh, So, for many parts of the Western church, hospitality got lost in the 18th century. People were having trouble finding it for several centuries before then, but it disappeared as a significant moral practice in the 1700s. Everybody, hear me okay? Okay. Strangers were cared for, but responses to their needs were less frequently called hospitality. People worried about equality and respect, but they did not discuss those concerns in the language of hospitality. Churches provided for orphans and widows, but rarely regarded hospitality as a category of ministry. Over the past few centuries, the scope of hospitality as a term has diminished. I'd agree with that. It now chiefly refers to the entertainment of one's acquaintances at home and to the hospitality industry's provision of service through hotels and restaurants. See, so this author is saying, hospitality has lost its meaning. It's now really having people in your home to entertain when you hear the word. So, so John Calvin. Surprisingly, as early as the mid-16th century, John Calvin mourned the demise of ancient hospitality. So he was 1,500 years away from the first church, right? Quote, this office of humanity has nearly ceased to be properly observed among men. This office, this work of hospitality. For the ancient hospitality celebrated in histories is unknown to us and inns, the hotels, now supply the place of accommodations for strangers. So he's lamenting this, that why don't we do this? Bringing strangers, people in, is now A for-profit industry hospitality is now a for-profit industry and this was 450 500 almost 500 years ago so he warned that the increasing dependence on inns hotels rather than on personal hospitality was an expression of human depravity all right that's kind of heavy from John okay let's hear from John Um, no, I'm gonna. Uh, there's another one from a uh, Christian group. In the early 1700s, England, social critics, critics mourn the loss of hospitality. There's a pamphlet, a letter that went out, called The Grievous Groans of the Poor. And this, this piece of literature protested that hospitality um, was not being... Uh, met with the poor. They were, the poor were not being um, taken care of. And so it's a complaint from the poor. Uh, so that's also in the 1700s. And again, criticism that the church is no longer caring for the stranger, the needy, within their own home, individual homes, but that the for-profit industry is now deemed hot, the hospitality industry. And that's what it's called, right? The hospitality industry has nothing to do with hospitals, has nothing to do with charitable work, has everything to do with making money for strangers and sojourners. Am I making sense? You're giving me a facial reaction that, okay. You're thinking? Okay, good. Okay, John Owen. Just so you know, Pastor Nathan Bailey made sure I specifically pick on the young men. So I've forgotten to do that, so I'm trying to catch up. Later in the same century, John Owen, have you heard of John Owen? Great Puritan, very hard to read, (laughs) very hard to read his work, Um, commented on the significant changes in the meaning of hospitality. He wrote, the younger days of the world, hospitality was offered to needy strangers, but with us is applied unto a bountiful and it may be profuse entertainment of friends, relations, neighbors, acquaintances, and the like. So do you see how he's starting to change from just focusing on the failure of the church to to the for-profit industry he's saying it's now turned into entertainment which may not strike us as all that bad. So these holy men are lamenting that the meaning of hospitality has been lost in the church. Samuel Johnson actually repeating some of it. So um, you get what I'm saying. There, the, so in the 15th and 16th century, this is where a lot of the holy men were talking and criticizing the church for its loss of uh, proper application of hospitality. Okay. So this is a command for all Christians Matthew 22:34 34 through 40, it's in your handout. I trust you all recognize this one. It talks about the greatest commandment, which is what? In general? To love the Lord God first. And the second is likened to the first, and it is what? Love your neighbor as yourself. Remember our uh, small group warning in uh from last week from hebrews be careful that you don't drift away be careful take very careful heed to what the word of god says love your neighbor as yourself i think that's really where you get to how hospitality is different you know entertaining people can appear as loving having them in your home loving them bringing them into your family Uh, bringing, giving them safety, like real physical safety, uh, vulnerability. (laughs) Now you're starting to get to something that's real charitable, real essence of love. Am I making sense so far? All right. So these are all verses. There's so many more verses where God tells us uh, how important hospitality is and how each one of us, old young, male, female, rich, poor, all of us are under the mandate to be charitable through hospitality. Don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for some have entertained angels unaware. Have you thought about the reality that some of us may indeed have already entertained angels? I'll tell you a story where I'm still wondering if we did. Wait, Jordan, you're getting a little mystical over there. Getting a little more, <laughs> maybe more charismatic. I'm not so comfortable with that. No, actually, it's something we thought about for years. Um, if that, if we experienced that. But God tells us some have entertained angels unaware. This, is, this happens. Okay. So again, back to the pride part. Thanks for <laughs> making sure that was entered into the the context. Show hospitality, so there's the command, and with the qualifier without grumbling. Why would we grumble? Why would we grumble? You don't agree with something that you heard. Pardon? You may possibly not agree with what you Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult, might not agree with. The mandate. It's not long, it is hard work, and it's a lot easier if we have a limited amount of free time yeah. to spend it doing the things that we want to do with our family. Mm hmm. Competing interests, right? Competing good interests. Yeah. 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 It boils down to selfishness, and we want to serve ourselves first. Yep, guilty. Ted. I, I think we see so much hostility right now, especially with this voting coming up. I've never witnessed it before, so hostile in the advertising. So are you willing to have a Democrat in your house? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kid- yeah, there is hostility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is hostile but one of the things that hospi- host hostile one of the things that hospitality does is it it brings peace and safety and we're going to get into safety here in a minute any others why do we grumble give something up for somebody else and so we'll have to sacrifice something on our side that we would have otherwise had. And I think that's challenging. Amen. For in my experience of the dichotomy of, of interests, interest group among hospitality, it's actually between the rich and the poor. They actually make the same complaint. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. Yes. For some of us introverts it takes enormous energy to do hospitality enormous energy Um, so yeah that's a cost and yet it is a command for all of us right it isn't just a command for the baileys or the pastors Um, it is a heavier expectation of elders and we'll get to that in a second that is a requirement a qualifier for, um, to be eligible. So, good, thank you. Um, another one here. Hold on, I'm going to lose. Um, contribute to the needs of the saints. So there's a cost. And seek to show hospitality. This is all over. Uh, we know this verse from the previous ones. Uh, so hospitality, the work of, of loving other people is very much at the forefront of the judge, capital J judge in the day of judgment. Remember, when did I do this to the, to the, to the poor and the needy? When did you do this to me? Uh, I didn't do it. We've gone through this a couple times. You should be familiar with this again. It's in your, your handout. Okay, so from Leviticus, so for those of you who want to tune out the Old Testament, that that didn't apply, (laughs) refer to the eschatology class. (laughs) This applies to us. Our Heavenly Father tells us, "You you shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you. Why? For you were strangers in the land. So calling us, you were a stranger, I was a stranger, We're to do this because God brought us in. We are to do this. Anybody have issue with this, tension with this so far? You do? Good. Me too. Anybody else? You best want to to be on the good side? Okay, Matt's on the good side. Why do you have tension with this? So he's he's bringing up the tension is trust issues. I'm going to bring a stranger into my family. Some of these are, you know, a little different in their appearance, maybe. So, is that is that not scary? (laughs) That's scary. So this refers to um, holy women, desc- describing them, but they're hospitable, lover of good, self-controlled. Again, hospitality. You know, the, the widow who is eligible to receive care under the church, what, do you know what the qualifier, qualification for that is? Right away in the front. To receive support from the church, she must have been hospitable. So her life should have shown this for her to be eligible. You see, God God really does see hospitality as something eternal, much bigger than we're we're thinking, you know, that hospitality is entertainment. So does this make a little bit more uh, of an argument to see why John Calvin, John Wesley, Samuel Johnson... John Owen, all had problem with the looseness of what hospitality was, the degrading from what it was before. So this is uh, Luke 14 here. This is about when you have people to dinner, don't bring in the best best seats for the the best clothes, your best friends. Um, Remember, but when, So don't do that, but when you give a feast, invite the poor. Some of us have done that, right? Invite the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. You see how big of a deal hospitality is. <laughs> I don't know of other righteous acts that God is specific about that He refers to as much in the day of judgment as He does hospitality. Does that not give you goosebumps? Like, a good question right now is what? A good question going on in your head is what? How can I? Am I? <laughs> oh, my neighbor does it better. <laughs> He says, but you will be repaid. You will be repaid. God's no man's debtor. This is good stuff. Okay, so the qualification for an elder. Uh, One wife, right? That's good, right? Um, Hospitable. And able to teach but we're not going to cover that one hospitable Uh, again qualifications um, this is what I was talking about before the the qualification for uh, the widow to be covered by the church Um, and then the missionary journeys uh, the author giving account of the people in the churches he was visiting was showing unusual kindness then we have for truly I say to you whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward so again God is is very conscientious about our fears will we go without Uh, he will reward us hospitality is a huge deal with God So in my prep for this, uh, I don't have time to go through it, but in three to four hundreds, the emperor of of Rome uh, was oppressing the Christians, uh, killing them. And um, one of the things he says is, "Our priests, our godless priests." He criticized his own administration. They don't do anything. These these Christians, they go out and they actually take care of our poor. Not only their poor, they take care of our poor. They bring them into their houses, they nurse them to health. And he's chastising his own administration. And this was a wicked, wicked man. And he says, he alludes to it. He says, Our gods are put to shame. It was through, it was the identifying work of the Christian. So um, I was not brought up in a home that was hospitable. It was something we didn't, it wasn't taught in our household. My parents did many things very well. This was something that just wasn't taught. So our house hardly ever had people in it. Point is, we weren't taught this growing up. I was taught it by David and Cheryl. One of the greatest gifts we have in this church that will last for a very long time is the work of hospitality. Maybe, arguably, the greatest imprint on Christ the Word. <clears throat> How many years ago, we were in a park, I can't remember, we had three, two kids. And I think we just went through a hospitality class. And I'm convicted, I'm like, I don't do this (laughs) and we had an 830 square foot house um four of us it was tiny we didn't have much money and uh so we're we're out with the kids i think at the park um two of the kids right and uh we meet these two young ladies find out they're from new york so Um, we talk with them, we still like them, even though they're from New York. And uh, Just kidding. (laughs) Anybody from New York? (laughs) Um, And so we're talking with them, and we find out they're sojourners. They're traveling through. So I'm like, here we go, Matt. Here we go. Here we go. And we're pretty sure that they were um, in a relationship. And all these thoughts are, should I, shouldn't I, should I, should I, should I, all these different reasons. <laughs> and so I said, do you have a place to stay? And they were nervous, and so was I. And uh, I said, just come, just stay with us. And uh, they did. And that was 14 years ago. And that was, I, that was one of the greatest things in my life. Um, they quickly left the next day, didn't have any substantial conversation, wanted to, thought, oh, this is great, we're going to talk about the gospel. Didn't get that, but one of the coolest things in our life, um, and I don't know, I can't give you the story of how it ends, I don't know, but we had strangers in our house, and we were the ones who were blessed, (laughs) one of the, uh, so grateful for that Um, I will tell you one of the stories of hospitality it was uh, at my parents house there is a uh, uh, so where my parents live it's out in the woods like nobody nobody goes there Uh, uh, and uh, one night is rainy and we get a, a pretty violent rap on the door knock on the door and I ended up going to it, uh, going to get the door, and it was a young man about 14, 15, w- wet. And he, I mean, he looked like a wet puppy. He was out of breath. And uh I I think I had recognized him. And he said, There's a man trying to get me. Can I come in? Like <laughs> uh, pulled him in. Um, Chris- Chris Bowser. Well, what was happening is a kid I grew up with, Craig Pobish, a thug, yeah, in Providence Township, um, caused a lot of wicked things to happen. He was was going after him and legit was going after his life. And, uh, um, you know, I still remember that kid. Why in the world did he choose our house? Like, never know what happens. But my point is, be open. You never know what ministry of life you're giving. Ministry of physical life, ministry of spiritual life, entertaining angels. Whatever it is, it's much bigger deal than we're giving attention to. And the defense that I'm not good at it, it's not a defense. That I don't have the money. You have the money. God will supply it. I don't have a nice enough house. Use what you have. 830 square foot, 1,500 square foot, 3,000. Rent, own, whatever you have. Use it. I've never met somebody who is given to hospitality that did not have profound and sustained joy in their life. I have found a lot of people who are grumpy who never let people into their lives. In fact, it's kind of a necessary consequence. When a stranger sojourns with you in your land you shall do him no wrong. The stranger among you shall be native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. Another reminder, different text. Again, God is real sensitive about you acting out how God has acted to you and me. Um, so here's Job's defense. Remember when Job, he's... He's suffering, he's suffering, and he's getting accused by uh, his worthless friends. And here's one of his defense. I've rejoiced at the existence of my uh, extinction of my enemy or exalted when evil befall. Have I, excuse me. My dyslexia is really kicking in. No, I have not allowed my mouth to sin by asking for his life in a curse. Have the men of my tent not said? Who can find one who has not been satisfied with his meat? The alien has not lodged outside. For I have opened my doors to the traveler. This is his defense. So loving, somebody said it in the beginning, what, what do, you, why do we, uh, what is your thought about hospitality? What's the difficulty of it? It is giving up of your life. And this is part of the greatest love you can show. Um, this, This is more of a historical reference of the creation of the hospital. Hospitals as a medical care absolutely started by the church. So just at least know that. Uh, I could have several slides like this. The Levite and the concubine in Judges uh, 19. Anybody remember that story? Very similar to uh, Righteous Lot. So, um, Pastor Nathan covered the first part. Um, The Levite is going to the house of God. He gets in the, the city square. This old man from Gibeah, coming back and says what in the world he approaches says, what in the world are you doing like we have food for our animals we have water we just don't have a place to stay get in my house get in my house doesn't even ask a question he just says get in my house righteous lot when the angels and the the wicked men uh, are all there at the city square again very similar context um Lot aggressively persuades the angels to come in for safety. The old man in the previous one, for safety. Rahab, remember that, when the the spies needed protection, lied, she lied when they asked, the officials asked, do you know where the men are? She provided safety. Zacchaeus brings Christ in in Abigail. um, Shows us selflessness you were referring to. um, uh, When David is coming to kill Nabal, Abigail's husband at the time. Um, So these are all references you can look up. Read 2 Kings 4. There's two accounts there. Of course, there's the miracle with Elisha and the widow's son who dies, that comes back to life. And then there's the account of the rich woman who built the house for, for Elisha to be able to stay and come to and fro. So poor, rich. The call is to, the call is to, um, to obey God. All right. All um, right. You know what, I'm going to reproduce this because I have nine of them, and I'll give it to you later, uh, next week. These are tips um, you can consider in your own life. Again, I'm not calling you to agree with everything that uh, Dr. Butterfield, she was a uh, practicing homosexual, in New York, professor of English, Uh, came to know the Lord, and uh, she's written lots of stuff on how God has changed her, but one of the things she's um, known for is is helping in the thinking of how to apply hospitality in your home, so I think it's a helpful primer, right, primer, (laughs) primer, primer, Um, okay. Any questions? Observations? Thoughts? Yes, ma'am? And I think hospitality, you can't get a better example of the full efforts of what Christians should do. It isn't just your financial. It isn't just your emotional. (laughs) It's addressing your pride. It's addressing your comfort. It's addressing all these things that we hold tender and say, yeah, God, everything but this. Hospitality addresses, but it rewards with incredible joy. So we all have reasons we don't do it. I don't care what your house looks like, how clean you think it is or presentable, you're not there to entertain. Do it. You're you're there to show love and to bring them into your home. Um, And it's, it's a good practice. You can improve on it. Dominic? Yeah, I would just say, I think it's one thing to say, I'm I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna pray until God gives me a desire, but I think in praying there's 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 action and you and you do it and I saw that God gave me a desire, like as I was doing it, I was like, okay, I want to do this once a month. And I was like, no, let's do this weekly after a couple months, because I liked it. And I and God gave me a love for people and a desire and like the, the ideas of well I'm I'm introverted, I that's not my gift thing. That's baloney, like you, you keep you do it, like it's a command. It's not you know, you can't use that as, as an excuse not to do things. Yeah. And I know people aren't like, try it, do it, and God will give you a desire yeah. for it. And often we're the ones who, who, who benefit. We yeah. think it's an outward. It actually is God rewarding us with more love. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last comment. Yep. Yeah. We're friends with that. Every payment is, oh, we get to hang out with somebody that's fun. And, you know, I think I mean, we need to be thinking of, like, who can we have over that we're not just doing because they're right. cool or we like them or, you know, someone that's actually going to be hard for us or, you know, stretching us. I will be really self conscious is after today we get a bunch of invitations <laughs> to come over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I <laughs> Love you all. Um... Am I closing? Are you closing? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Truth In Life. If you enjoy this series, make sure to subscribe. And remember, this is truth to live by.